Thanks for joining us today. This is Kevin Mullins, pastor at Broad River Church. And we're really grateful that you checked us out. If this message has been inspiring to you, we hope that you visit our website at broadriver.church. And you can go to the plan a visit page and see if there's a time that you could visit Broad River Church in person. You also can give at that same webpage. And you can check us out also on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Broad River Church. We hope this message is a blessing to you. I'd like to invite you this morning to Scripture. We've already heard, read one account from Peter uh, about this event that makes this day so important. I'm going to read a few more resurrection verses here in a few minutes, but let's start out today in Romans chapter 5. So if you have a Bible, grab it and get ready. Uh, We're going to read Romans chapter 5. I'm really excited to speak to you about the resurrection this morning, Uh, and it's, it's a different kind of excitement than I usually have on Easter. I always love preaching this story, but it feels like there's extra weight here today. There's more at stake. There's more on the line. I don't believe that God has changed at all. I don't believe the importance of these words have changed at all. But at the very least, I'm different today, and I'm praying that God does something new in all of you. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 12 through 15. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass, for if many died through the one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And now, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. God, you are my rock and my redeemer. I pray that you would speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Do any of you know anyone that's kind of like the, I don't need any painkillers for my pain guy? Right? I find it's usually males, and I know when I say that I'm stereotyping a little bit, so I'm sure there's some females as well, but maybe you know that guy. Actually, if you know me, you know that guy. And I don't want to get into the psychology of the whole thing today, but I almost never take anything for pain. But I had this experience a few years back that made me glad that they exist. And I'm not going to go into all the bloody, gory details, and that's what they are. You can ask Pastor Jacinta about it sometime if you're interested. She was there. But I got in the middle of a medical situation where I really wanted to stop feeling this intense pain that my body was undergoing. And by the time I felt that, it was too late to get anything. And the pain that I felt that day, I think, cured me forever from thinking that I don't need anything for my pain. So I thank God for painkillers. They don't cure the cause of the pain, but they help us get through it, right? And this is a season where all of us 
are just way more aware of all the different kinds of pain that come to us in all these different kinds of packages. Some of us are dealing with physical pains right now, and and there is also the pain that attacks us spiritually, attacks us emotionally. A lot of people right now watching this have experienced so much of this, even over the last few weeks, it's fresh in our hearts and minds, watching this virus kill people that we know and that we love, experiencing financial loss. It's all just so much more real right now. But listen, it's been there all along. That pain of being betrayed by a friend. The pain of being isolated in a relationship from someone that you were close to. So many different kinds of pain that can rob us of our hope and our our peace and our joy. And yeah, maybe even our faith. And so we have these solutions that we put in place, these painkillers that we insert into our brokenness. And a lot of them are good things, right? We go to therapy. We might go on a retreat. Uh, we have support groups. We, we start to eat different and put a new diet together. These are different kinds of things to address our pain, and they're not bad. Some of these things are even helpful, but here's what I want us to know. They don't heal our pain, and for sure, they don't heal the cause of our pain at the deepest levels. And when the painkillers wear off, and they always do, we are still broken, and we're still hurting. It's kind of like eating chicken soup. Uh, How many of you like to eat chicken soup when you're sick, right? I do. If I have a cold, Jacinta might uh, get a soup and put it on a plate, and we have these little club crackers that I like that she'll put on the plate with me next to the soup, and it's warm, and it tastes so good, and it makes me feel a little bit better. It might even clear my sinuses out, but we all know, since we have Google, right? Google ruined all the best myths. We know that that soup is not killing my cold. It's not healing me. And watch this. I need you to hear this on Easter 2020. There are no amount of painkillers in all their different forms that can cure your deepest pains and troubles. So what does this have to do with Easter? What does that have to do with this amazing day that we're celebrating today that Christians around the world where we declare our faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we renew our confidence in the hope of the resurrection and a hope for eternal life with God. Listen, what we step into when we step into Easter is this unique reality for those of us who believe that distinguishes followers of Christ from followers of other faiths, all of them. It's this reality that there was once this perfect God-man who walked here on the earth with us and died for our sin and ultimately conquered death and hell. And get this, it's verifiably true. You can verify it in history, and it's awe-inspiring, and we write songs about it, and we write sermons about it, and, and I hope that you're excited about it today. Listen, Easter matters. But what I want you to consider today is that the resurrection is also the cure to all of your pain and all of the things that cause you pain. What if... This Easter, 
that falls within this season in our world like we have never seen before, what if it was the most important Easter in your lifetime? What if God intends more for you and for your family than just that you would emerge from COVID-19 marked safe on Facebook? What if there is a healing coming that is for everyone and is for all of who we are? Listen, Easter is like an announcement. You need to hear it that way. You can't just read it on, on the page. You have to hear it and feel it. You have to imagine like trumpets sounding and you have to feel the earth shaking and you have to see this curtain that separated heaven from earth ripping in half and God announcing that he is the ruler over death and the ruler over disease and disappointment and depression. Listen, all of those things entered into the world and they flourished because man wanted to go his own way. You can read about this on your own time. Genesis chapter 3, it's there at the very beginning. But then when Jesus didn't stay dead and the tomb was left empty, this was God saying that all of those things are weak and I am strong. All of those things are temporary and I am eternal. Verse 14 and 15 of what we saw today are, are telling that story. I don't know if you noticed this. In verse 14 it said, Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses. If you're thinking you think you know what that means, you do know what it means. It means everybody died. Everybody that was born died. That's the story, and that's the way that it works. And we can try to run from it, but listen, once sin entered the world, death was a sure thing. Death reigned from Adam to Moses, but the first word of verse 15 is one of the most important words in the whole Bible. It's the word but. Death reigned from Adam to Moses, but... And there's another word, and, that we're going to see. But the free gift is not like the trespass, for if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God. Watch this. And the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. I don't want you to miss this because I think sometimes when we think about big victories, they're always kind of out in the future. Have you noticed this? The big victory that we're going to have is something out in the future. So I'm a, I'm a Mets fan, and I have this vision of us winning another championship someday. Now, don't laugh at me. Pray for me, okay? So, so when I say the Mets are number one, it is a future-oriented statement, like 2036 or something like that, okay? But the resurrection isn't about victory in the future. It is about victory right now. I want you to know that the resurrection of Jesus is not just some sort of abstract thing that we think about in the spring, a concept of hope like watching flowers bloom out of the ground in the spring. It sounds nice, but I want you to grab hold of the reality of the resurrection this morning and allow it to affect the way that we process pain and you process pain right now. Last Easter, I, I talked about the veracity of the resurrection. Many years I've done that, right? Preached about the, its historical accuracy. I can probably send you those sermons if you're interested in that. So yes, it's true. Good news. 
But listen, the resurrection isn't just true, it's also transformational. And I'm praying that this morning that you will come in contact with Jesus himself today and that your fears will be calmed and that you'll be filled again with hope and joy and that your eyes, I said this when we started today, your eyes will be expectant for what is to come. Pastor Jacinta read it. Peter said, you killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. And it's awesome to reflect on the history of the empty tomb, but I want you today to be reminded of the resurrection's transformation for you. Present tense, here and now transformation that is offered to you. This early church leader named Paul wrote another letter to a church that he had started and it was now, he was now separated from them by some distance and he talks in 1 Corinthians about a lot of things, division in the church and what it means to be an apostle and sexual immorality and why you shouldn't sue other believers and then sexual immorality again a second time, how to have a good marriage, how to take care of unmarried people, how to live a life of love. But as the letter is winding down, he says this in chapter 15, verse 1, he says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. All of that comes from the gospel. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. Did you notice that he says, I want to remind you, it's it's possible even for people who believe to forget or to stop holding on to the resurrection. You're not going to forget, listen, that Jesus was raised from the dead. Nobody forgets that. That's not what he's talking about. But you might forget the transformation that is attached to it. And Paul says, I want you to not forget. I want you to hold fast to it. This is how you are being saved. This is how you're moving forward. This is how you are growing. Don't you want that this morning? We, we all do But it's easy to forget that it is the foundation to our ongoing process of being saved. Resurrection is here and healing is coming. I want you to take both of those things home today. This whole thought started three weeks ago when we saw Jesus telling the leper, your faith has made you whole. We saw Jesus saying something like this. I don't want to just take away your temporary pain. I don't want to just give you some sort of short-acting painkiller. What I have in mind for you is complete healing. Somebody right where you are say complete healing. Listen, this healing is for all of who you are. Last week we saw Jesus standing at the grave of his dead friend Lazarus and the dead man's sister is saying to him, I know if you want to that you can resurrect him, you can bring him back to life. And Jesus said, no, 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 wait, wait. I am the resurrection, I am the life. What I have in mind for my friend goes beyond just rescuing him from temporary death. I want him completely healed. What I have in mind for my friend is long-term healing. Watch this. We miss out on the power of the resurrection of Jesus when we just accept that it's a believable fact. But then we go out looking to man's temporary painkillers to cope with our pain. This is to miss out on the power of the resurrection. God wants us to move forward into a deeper relationship with him. 
and grow spiritually through the pain. And it's possible because resurrection hope brings healing. Listen, there's always been healers, some better than others. Before Jesus came and laid down his life, there was healers. There's always been potions to drink and roots to grind up and stretches to perform to get our bodies to stop feeling pain, foods to avoid. There's always been people willing to do their very best to alleviate the pain of their fellow humans. People are still trying today to heal. I love what I've seen from people all over the world over the last month. People just trying to care for each other, doctors and nurses and medical people all over. Look around right now and you'll see people sacrificing themselves for their neighbor. It's what God wants from us and especially for the church, it is what he calls us to. And all the while, while this has been going on, one thing that I've been hearing over and over is this phrase. You'll hear people say, it's going to be okay. Have you heard this? It's going to be okay. It will all be okay. And I, I get it. I get what they're trying to say. I think what people have in mind when they say this is something like, this is going to pass. We're going to get through this. And I agree with that, but I want everybody to hear this this morning. If we don't hold fast to the resurrection of Jesus, we don't have any good reason to say it's going to be okay. I'm not cynical by nature. Those of you who know me know know that, but without the empty tomb of Christ, when I hear people say it's going to be okay, I might say to them, why would you say that? What reason do you have to believe that? Because there's going to be other viruses. There's going to be other financial collapses. There's going to be other pains. And if my hope is just in this temporary pain passing away, I've got bad news for me. Because there's more on its way. I need something. You need something beyond rescue. You need something beyond rescue. We need complete healing, complete, a healing that lasts forever, that doesn't wear off full body, full soul, full spirit healing. And I've got good news. Healing is coming. And not just because there's another healer on the scene and they've got a a vaccine or a pill. Healing is coming because of the history-changing, life-transforming resurrection of Jesus that is here. That power is in the room where you're sitting right now. And we need to be reminded, just in case we ever doubt his desire to transform us. This is what Paul wanted to remind people of. Verse 3 of 1 Corinthians 15. I delivered to you as first importance what I received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scripture, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. He appeared to 500, most of whom are still alive. He appeared to James and then to all the apostles. Last of all, to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. So today when I say he is risen and you respond, he is risen indeed. Don't just make it something that you say, but receive the life that Jesus offers to you, a new kind of life, a change of perspective. It gives you on the temporary things that you're going through. Temporary, until we reach our eternal home. Listen, a place where the Bible says that death and mourning and crying and pain are gone forever. Pray with me this morning. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you didn't come to just bring us temporary 
painkillers. You didn't come just to salve over a wound and put something over the top of us, but Lord, you, you didn't come just to heal some temporary disease, but God, you came for all of us. That those people that are right now that, that would say as they do a, a, an inventory of their life, this is what the pain that I have. And it may be a relational thing. It may be a financial thing. It may be all of the above right now. And fear and doubt and unbelief and worry. All of those are pains that we're experiencing right now. And Jesus, you said because of your resurrection that you came for all of us. 100% of who we are, Lord. And so I pray right now that there would be people all, all over this city, all over this nation that are listening to this right now that would say, Jesus, come and heal all of me. I give you a broken down body. I give you a broken down spirit. I give you a, a broken down soul and say, Jesus, heal me. And Lord, you didn't just come for all of who we are. You came for every one of us. And so I pray right now for those who have never received Jesus into their heart. They've never made you the, the savior of their life. And if that's you right now, I just want you to just to say this prayer with me and receive Jesus as your savior. Listen, there is a new kind of life available to you in this moment right now. God has complete healing in mind for you. He just wants you to embrace him. He just wants you to pull him close. He wants you to put your heart in his hands. If that's you this morning, and we all pray together, everybody prays together, would you just repeat these words after me? I'm gonna say the words, but make them your own. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for coming for me. Thank you for dying for me. And today, thank you for your resurrection. And that because you live, I can live. And so I give you my heart today. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of the way I've turned away from you. And this morning, turn my heart back to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We just give God praise where you are right now. This is Broad River Church. Let's give God praise for what he has done this morning. That there are new souls in the kingdom of God.